Hi, welcome to the first uh, episode of this podcast. Uh, this podcast is entitled "When the Scriptures Become Real." Uh, my name is Jordan Pugh. I am a 2017 graduate uh, of the Memphis School of Preaching, uh, and I also uh, work as an associate at the Collinsville Church of Christ in Collinsville, Illinois. Um, I wanted to start this podcast um, because you know when the scripture becomes real, that title really comes from when you study the scripture and when you uh, see certain verses or, or you see certain things, and they sound nice. They sound like great commands. But when you're actually put in a situation where you actually put in that circumstance and then that command actually becomes real, are we now willing to follow it? Because that's happening to us now. And so that's kind of when the scripture becomes real. And, you know, there's examples such as, um, you know, when you love your enemy. Yeah, that sounds great when you read it in scripture. But when you actually have an enemy, would you really love them as the scripture tells you to? Or, you know, maybe in, in James when it talks about the tongue. Yes, you know, we hear how the tongue is a fire and how it's a world of iniquity. But when we're put in a situation, are we going to talk about someone? Are we going to do this? That's when the scripture becomes real. So it's not just uh, a nice phrase to remember. That's when the scripture actually should be applied. And so that's why, you know, I kind of wanted to come up with this podcast. And I think it's, it can be encouraging uh, to us. I think it also can help as a self-examination tool. Uh, to be able to not not look at anybody else, you know, not to look at what anybody else is doing, uh, but to look just at you and I look at myself as we study the scripture together, and so that we can let the scripture glean light on what we should be doing in our lives uh, to help us uh, to make sure that His will is fulfilled in our lives. And so, what we want to do with this podcast is we kind of want to uh, keep a nice organized format here. And so, the first thing we want to do is. Just like we did today, we just want to have a nice introduction, um, you know, to what the show was, especially since this is the pilot. Um, and also, we want to start with an encouraging message of the day. I think it's very important, you know, to have positive affirmations when you wake up, when you start your day. And so whenever you listen to this podcast, whether it's later in the evening, whether it's really early in the morning, you know, just to have something where it starts off with a, with a positive word. Uh, with a positive quote, with with something positive, and it's all going to be scripturally based. I think it can help, and I think it gets our minds set and ready uh, to study the scripture together. So we'll start off uh, with an encouraging, you know, message of the day, and then we'll go straight into our topic for the day. And so we'll talk about when the scripture becomes real, fill in the blank, and, and we'll discuss that. And then at the end, we'll, we'll kind of have a sneak peek of what we're going to discuss in the next podcast. And then after that, then, you know, we'll close and um, hopefully you'll continue to, to listen and to like and to share um, as well. Because uh, this is not only just a tool for those that are saved. I think this can also be a tool for uh, those that are outside of the body of Christ to know that these scriptures aren't just great sayings. These scriptures aren't just cute stories. The scripture can really help me and it really does have the power to change me. You know, the scripture really does have the power to help me to become a better person. The scripture has the power to allow me to serve God in the way that he wants me to. And I think that's something that um, that can help us all. And so let's start off this pilot. So the first thing we want to discuss in the pilot today is the scriptures become real um, when God is training leaders of the church. 
you know, I think, you know, leadership is such an important aspect. Uh, you think about, you know, especially if you work in the secular world, if the leadership isn't right, the things in the company just aren't right. You know, I've worked with great companies. I work with companies I really don't like to. And it all boiled down to leadership. The leadership really sets the tone for how things are going to work. And God is very, very adamant on leadership. You know, he talks about elders. He talks about deacons. He talks about so many other things. And he lines it up perfectly of how he wants things set up in his kingdom. And so the scripture becomes real when we talk about leaders of the church. And what we want to do today is we want to discuss uh, some certain leaders and just to see how, how God used them in, in their lives. And what we want to do in this show, especially when the scriptures become real, what we want to do is we want to make sure that it's not anything that I say. It's not me. It's not, you know, anything or my opinions. We want to make sure that everything is based off the scripture that everything said every point made is directly from the scripture and you can actually go back and you can actually read the scripture for yourself and so i think it's very important that we want to lay down the foundation in the first podcast that this isn't uh an opinion this isn't uh my doctrine this is it coming from the scripture and it's something that you can check And so that's something that I was always taught growing up from my home uh, to my biblical uh, schooling is check it with the word. You know, don't check it with what somebody else thinks. Don't check it with what a group of people think. Just check it with the scripture. And one of the things we're going to do with this podcast is we're actually you'll be able to hear me as I open up my Bible. And I hope that you're following along and you're opening up yours as well. And so uh, let's get started. And so we're going to focus on the scriptures become real when we talk about leadership. And we want to discuss in particular God developing certain people into leadership roles. And the first person that I think of is Moses. You think about Moses as a leader. You know, you think about all the great things that Moses did, helping them cross the Red Sea, providing them. Um, with water, you know, with God's help, providing them with food, just leading so many people and trying to help those people uh, get to Canaan. But leadership and, and all that with Moses didn't come easy. You know, that didn't come, you know, just because he wanted it. You know, leadership, it was hard to come by with Moses. And sometimes we forget a lot of things that Moses had to go through to get to that point of leadership greatness, if you will. You know, we think about when he was born and we think about um, how they were killing all all the male babies and, and then Moses and his mother saves him and he becomes a part of the Egyptian household. And in doing that, he grows up as an Egyptian. But then as the scripture talks about, he ends up killing an Egyptian. And remember, when he kills that Egyptian, he leaves and he's gone for years. And we think about and we kind of skip that part. And we go straight to him helping the children of Israel uh, get to the to the Red Sea. But, you know, we think about God had to mold Moses and he had to make sure that he was ready to lead his people. And that's what God does with his men today. You know, sometimes we feel like we're entitled uh, to lead because we've gone through 
a certain program or we know so much scripture. Maybe God's not ready for you to lead yet. And you have to let him lead you and prune you and make sure that, number one, that you're entirely ready to lead his people in the way that you want to. What if Moses would have led those people a little bit earlier? What if he didn't spend that time with his father-in-law, Jethro? You know, he may not have been as, as successful as he was because he went through that pruning process. But, you know, you look at this, you know, through adversity, especially for Moses, you know, leaders always care about the people. The leaders always care about people. And, you know, I'm reminded of when the children of Israel began to murmur and complain in Numbers chapter 14, you know, in verse one. And then you also look at uh, Numbers or uh, uh, verse 14, verse one, and also verse 11 and 12. But the children of Israel, you see that word so much in the book of Numbers, murmur and complain both together, murmur and complain. How much love do you think it took from Moses to ask God to spare his people even though they murmured against him. You know, it it takes so much to be able to lead. And with leaders, we want to make sure that we do it correctly. You know, a leadership role in the, you know, secular world, but especially in the church, a leadership role is not just a position. You know, sometimes we pick people just to fill a position, just so we can say we have the position filled. But a leadership role is really making sure that that man has the characteristics that the Bible speaks of and that he's qualified to lead. And when we talk about qualifications, it's not the qualifications that we think. It's not, well, he served here for so long. Well, it's not, you know, anything else. But do we really look at the man's character? Do we look at... um, you know, it's, has he done great works in the kingdom? Do we look at, you know, humility? You know, we have to start looking at at those things instead of looking at, you know, it as a position. And I think, you know, this is what the Lord was helping with Moses. But you think about what Moses went through. Moses always let the Lord do what he wanted to do with him. And that's the sign of a great leader. You know, a great leader... He always makes sure that the Lord is going to help him. And and I want you to notice something here. Let's actually, let's go to Matthew chapter 9 if you have your Bibles. And we want to look at this verse here because I think this will show that leaders, they really love the people that they lead. And, And that's another thing about leadership. And it's great to have a leader in position, but you want to make sure the leader really loves his people and really loves God's people and wants to see them succeed spiritually and there's nothing that Moses wanted more than to see God's people succeed and today in the church as an elder as a deacon and in as a sense a preacher as a leader you know we we don't want to do this for us we want to do this to make sure that anybody can succeed and we want to make sure that God gets all the credit for it and so let's go here really quick here if you look at Matthew chapter 9 and if you start in verse 36 Look at what the Bible says here. It says this. But when he saw, speaking of Christ, when he saw the multitudes, look at the phrasing, what the scripture says. He was moved with compassion on them. Well, why? Because they had fainted and they were scattered 
abroad as sheep having no shepherd. You know, Christ is the perfect example of everything that we have on this earth. And Christ was the best leader this earth ever saw. And notice it said he had compassion on those people. That's what great leadership should. That should be the root of great leadership is compassion. You really want to truly help those people. And I think that's what Moses wanted to do. But I want you to notice as well, a great leader not only lets God help them and not only cares for the people, but a great leader, he'll always train others to lead. You know, you think about Moses, even through his tough leadership problems, did you notice he always trained someone else to take the helm? You know, we forget, you know, if you, you know, we're not going to read all of these, but I want you to get these references here in Exodus 17, 9, 17, 13, Exodus 24, 13, Numbers 13, 16, and then Numbers 14, 6 through 9. All those verses include Joshua. And we forget, you know, we kind of think Joshua comes to the picture in the book of Joshua. No, Joshua came into the picture in Exodus. And you know why he came to the picture? Because Moses trained him. You know, the scripture talks about training faithful men. Why? So we can train other faithful men as well. You see, a godly leader always prepares for the future. And I want you to notice this. And in Moses' case, a godly leader always prepares for the future even if that future is without them. You see, it's never about them. It's always about the work. And it's always about God and helping his people. And remember, I can't imagine being Moses. And you do all this. And you've done so much for the people. And understandably, you hit the rock instead of speaking to the rock. And after you hit the rock... You didn't glorify God in front of the people, as the scripture talks about. And so you can't go into the land of Canaan. And so your Moses, he could have been extremely arrogant. He could have been extremely self-entitled. Well, look at what all I've done for this people. If it wasn't for me, they wouldn't have got through the Red Sea. You know, if it wasn't for me, they wouldn't have eaten manna. If it wasn't for me, they wouldn't have got water. He could have listed everything that he did for the people but instead of focusing on him he focused on okay i can't go into canaan and so i've been training joshua and so now we need him he is going to be the one to lead this people and look at this verse i want you to notice this if you look at deuteronomy chapter three and this is kind of the transition where you can start to see moses starting to uh, you know give joshua the torch here but look at this look at look at deuteronomy chapter 3 and start in verse 23 and look at what the bible says here and i besought the lord at that time saying O lord god thou hast begun to show thy servant thy greatness and thy mighty hand for what god is there in heaven or on earth that can do according to thy works and according to thy might i pray thee let me go over and let me see the good land that is beyond Jordan, the godly, the goodly mountain in Lebanon. 
but the Lord was wroth with me for your sakes, and he would not hear me. The Lord said unto me, Let it suffice thee, speak no more of this matter. Get thee up into the top of Pisgah, and lift up thine eyes westward, and northward, and southward, and eastward. And behold, it was with thine eyes, for thou shalt not go over this Jordan. Now, let's stop here. Remember how we just talked about the Lord became wroth with Moses. Moses, you cannot go over. Now, Moses, he again, like we said, he could have stopped and he could have made it about himself. What what would you have done? And what would I have done if we do all this work for these people and we've done so much and then God himself says you can't go in? Would you sit there and would you argue with God and would you argue with God about all the works that you did? Well, I've done all this. I've done all this for you. I've done this for you and I can't go in. You see, sometimes you see we focus so much on our personal works and we say we're doing it for God. But you think about Moses. Moses could have he'd done so much for the people. But he said, I have to let Joshua lead. Now look at the next verse. Verse twenty eight. But look what God tells him to do. Since you can't go in, verse twenty eight, but you charge Joshua and you encourage him and you strengthen him. Why? For he shall go over before this people and he shall cause them to inherit the land which thou shalt see and so you see the the transformation there god says it's not going to be you moses it's going to be joshua now moses if i was him i would be thinking about the time that i led them out of the children uh, out of egypt and across the red sea and i reminded man i've done all this for this people and I can't lead them in. You see, that's a sign of humility for Moses. Moses understood, okay, I have to take a back seat because it's not about me. It's about the people. And it's about doing exactly what God wants them to do. And if it's not me being the lead, if I have to step back, I'll do that. Because I want what's best for God's people. And, and that, I think that's a good principle in general. You know, sometimes when you want what's best for people, sometimes it doesn't include you. Sometimes you have to step back and you have to let other things happen first. It's not about you. And, you know, one thing that I've always heard growing up is it's never about you and it never will be about you. It's always about Christ. It's always about the work. You know, yes, it's it's great that uh, you may be doing this work. You may be doing this great work. All glory to God for that. But, you know, sometimes let's not let's not let that get to our heads and let's continue to make sure this is all about God. This is all about him. And that's what Moses has had. Moses had. He had that humility and that great attitude that we're supposed to have. You know, but I want you to notice another thing about godly leaders. Godly leaders. They also don't quit. When trials and tribulations come their way. Again, we're going to stay with Moses. You know, you think about the book of Numbers. That's a book of murmuring and complaining. And, you know, through through a history, we can see, you know, it was estimated that there were close to about a million people that he led out. 
And can you imagine that many people murmuring and complaining about every single move that you decided to do? Whether it was for their good or not, they always complained. Moses is doing this. Moses is leading us to die out here. Let's build up a captain and let's go back to Egypt and let's forget about Moses. You know, the people just murmuring and complain, murmuring and complain all the time. But notice, Moses, Moses never quit. Moses always kept his eyes focused on the promised land and focused on Christ. And sometimes as godly leaders and as leaders in general, you're going to have to go through that. You know, sometimes when you lead and even if it's the right decision, some some people aren't going to like it. But here's the here's the, the question. You know, it's the right decision. Are you going to stop just because people don't like it? You see, we can't become people pleasers because in pleasing people, you'll never please people because somebody will always dislike what you do. And, you know, you think about Moses. What if Moses would have listened to the people? Okay, well, let's go back to Egypt. If that's where you guys want to go, let's go back. What if Moses would have listened to the people when they made that golden calf with Aaron? You see, leaders can't listen to the people all the time. Yes, it's great to get input, but you can't listen to the people all the time. See, sometimes you got to keep your eyes focused on Christ. And you have to stick with him because when you make the right decision, the Lord will help you no matter who's against you. And that's a great quality of what a leader is. But I want you to notice something else here. And here's the, here's the last thing I want to notice about the leaders. And here's something very, it's a, it's a good quote. Sometimes you wish this didn't have to happen, but sometimes it does. I was told a long time ago, I don't know who it was, but they said, don't be afraid sometimes to walk alone with God. And, and, you know, I kind of kept that in the back of my mind, you know, just I might have to use that one day. But sometimes as leaders and as godly leaders in the kingdom, sometimes you're going to have to walk by yourself even among your own brethren sometimes because walking alone with God, you know, and doing that, some, some people won't like what you're doing. Some people won't like how you lead, you know, and you think about elders, think about deacons, think about the decisions that they make for the congregation. You know, every decision that an elder makes, every decision that, it, that they make together, not 100% of the congregation always likes it. But sometimes as an eldership, they have they have to make sure and they have to walk alone because they try to see ahead and don't look at the here and now. And that's another thing about great leadership. Great leadership always has vision. I'm reminded of uh, my instructor at the School of Preaching, um, Brother Cates. He once told me, you know, you have to look at the future. You know, even though it's hard to do that, you have to look at the big picture rather than the here and now. And, you know, it was a great saying when he said it. But, you know, you start to understand that more and more. You can't look at the here and now so much. 
you really have to look at the big picture to make sure that things can be successful as a leader. And, you know, I think a, a, a great example of that is is David himself. You know, you think of all the things that, uh, that David was, you know, a great king, you know, a great leader. Yes, he made his, uh, his, he had his faults, sure. But there were times where David had to walk alone. And he walked alone with God. And in walking alone with God, I think that helps, especially David. If you read those Psalms, like Psalm 51, Psalm 55, Psalm 37, you know, Psalm 142. David's prayer life always increased when he was in a situation that he couldn't control. You know, you think about, remember when Saul was after him and all those things were going wrong for David? But David's prayer life was so strong in those moments, and he always leaned on God. And that's that's something that I think sometimes can only be learned when it's just you and him walking together, no matter if the circumstance is great, no matter if the circumstance isn't great. But it teaches you to rely on God. It teaches you that no matter if you're at a high or no matter if you're at a low, no matter if people agree, no matter if people disagree. I'm always here and God is always there. And you think about David, how he just prayed to him and he used phrasing such as, Lord, I've poured out my complaint to you. Listen to my cry. Hear my cry. David always wanted to talk to God. And sometimes, you know, unfortunately, but sometimes I think we have to get low sometimes just so we can make sure that we can walk with him. You know, sometimes we have to be humbled that way. But in doing that, in that low point, if you keep on following Christ, and if you have that personal, one-on-one, beautiful relationship with God first, then everything else will fall into place. It always worked. And so I think that that's another great, and that's the last aspect we want to discuss, is I think leadership, walking alone with God, you know, sometimes as leaders, we need that time. And I know that because remember when Christ, sometimes he had to get away from the crowds. Sometimes he had to get away from the disciples. He just had to go by himself. And sometimes we need that time. Go by yourself. And just with God, though. That Yes, it's great to have, you know, family vacations. Yes, it's great to do all this stuff. But sometimes you as an individual, sometimes you just need to step back and have some time with him. And once you have that time to just to reflect and to talk to him and to and to um, you know ask of his counsel and his, and his advice, uh, I think it, it's very very helpful and it, it's a great thing to help to grow your relationship not only as a Christian uh, but as a leader. And so the scripture becomes real when we really want to lead the right way, when we really want to be a great leader in the kingdom not for our sakes but we want to be a great leader in God's eyes so that he can really use us in his kingdom and so that's kind of the message today Uh, you know I encourage if if you happen to be listening and you're an elder you are a an educator of of men you are uh, a preacher you're a, a teacher well whatever 
that you do in the church in some aspect you're you're leading and you know i encourage you to always lead but lead so that god can see your work lead so that god can be proud of you Uh, just like as he was with moses with joshua with all the other leaders that the scripture speaks of and i wanted to look at this one quote usually we have a great quote or or message at the beginning of the podcast um it's going to be at the end for this one um but i found this the other day and it said this god allows us to experience the low points of life in order to teach us lessons that we can learn in no other way and again even as leaders, sometimes we have to experience those low points just so he can use us and make sure that, that we can lead. And so I like to encourage you all to keep keep leading, keep leaning on God as you lead, ask his counsel, ask for his advice, because he'll never steer you wrong and he will always lead you in the way that he wants his people to be led. And so that's this first episode is done and complete of when the scripture becomes real. Uh, I hope you continue to uh, to listen as we continue to study together. Uh, the next one uh, we want to discuss on the next podcast is we're going to look at the scripture becomes real when circumstances are hard. And we're going to look at men such as Job. We'll look at men such as Joseph and even Christ himself. What are we going to do when situations become hard? Uh, I think that's something that can really be a great asset. Uh, to us as Christians um, and I hope that you look forward to that study just as much as I do Uh, thank you guys so much for listening and um, we'll see you next time